Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Friday of the seventh week of Easter, May the 26th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the Gospel of St. John, chapter 21, verses 15 through 19. John, chapter 21, verses 15 through 19. And in this particular reading this morning, once again, we have a farewell. We saw a few days ago, uh, on Wednesday, I believe, Thursday, uh, we saw the farewell of St. Paul as he was leaving the community at Ephesus. And what a moving and touching scene it was for St. Luke, the author of Acts of the Apostles, reminds us that Paul, as he beautifully puts it, would see their fate, would see his face no more. He was leaving the people of Ephesus, and it was a very heart-wrenching experience, for Paul had been with them about three years, building up the church, encouraging uh, the members of the community, appointing new leaders of that local church. And now it was time for him to move on, and he would return to Jerusalem, as we saw yesterday. Well, in this particular passage, it is one of the post-resurrection appearances in which Jesus appears to the disciples and specifically to Peter. And in this particular passage, we have, as you know, the three affirmations of Peter's love for Jesus along with uh, a correction, a restoration, a reconciliation for Peter's denial of having known the Lord. But that's in the past. That's in the past. But Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? And Jesus tells him to feed his lambs and to tend them, to take care of them. And then there is this dramatic change in which after Peter affirms his love three times for Jesus, Jesus offers Peter a prophecy, if you will, a glimpse into Peter's future. And he says to him, I solemnly assure you that as a young man, you fastened your belt, went about as you pleased. In other words, He's hearkening back to three years or more before when Jesus first encountered Peter and his brother Andrew on the sea as they were fishing. And Jesus first called Peter and then his brother Andrew and so on and the other disciples as Jesus proceeds with his public ministry. But it is that first encounter with Peter, when Peter calls, uh, when Peter is called as he's fishing. And he says to him, you know, when you were young, you were vigorous. You did as you pleased. You were strong. You were able to have a great deal of self-determination over your own life. 
uh, go where you wanted, do what you wanted pretty much. And uh, you were pretty much in charge of your own life, at least physically. Now, Jesus says, uh, but when you are older, when Peter gets older, the older he gets, you will stretch out your hands. Another will tie your belt and carry you off against your will. That is both spiritual and physical. As he gets older, he will need the help of others to do something as simple as getting dressed. We know that the older we get, the body wears down. This earthly body of ours begins to grow weak. Our get up and go sometimes uh, gets up and goes. And uh, we are more and more dependent upon others for some of the basic things of life. And for many people, that's a real challenge, especially if you've lived a very vigorous and independent life. Uh, we often shy away from admitting that we need others to do the most basic things of life. And yet, such is the law of temporality, huh? the law of time. You know, we say time catches up with all of us. And so it does, physically. But it's also a time in which we can grow spiritually. For we have more time to contemplate, to meditate, to look back on our life and take stock of what we are, where we have come, and in our own situation. But in our weaknesses, God is our strength. Our weaknesses can remind us that even though we may be young and vigorous and up and doing, we're always dependent upon God. Not, not a slavish dependency. It is a loving care. There's a dependency of being needy. And there's a dependency when one truly loves. And so the Lord's, a dependency upon the Lord is one of love. God's unbounded love for us. The world, the world may often pass us by. The world may call us obsolete. Your best years are behind you. Uh, you have more years in back of you than in front of you. We don't expect too much. And yet that's the time when the Lord often loves us most. Because we are at a time in which we need that, we recognize that in our need, in our weaknesses, God loves us more and strengthens us in a deeper way than perhaps ever before. And so, but Peter will be, be led away uh, and carry you off against your will. And the writer of John says, when he, what he said indicated the sort of death by which Peter was to glorify God. In other words, Peter will be Peter will give himself up as a sacrifice to the Lord. He will be martyred. He will be put on an upside down cross in Rome. 
because he indicated that he was not worthy to die on a cross like Christ. And so his crucifixion, his sharing in the crucifixion of Christ would be on what is now called a patrine cross, the inverted cross, in which Peter, in his great humility, joins Christ in his crucifixion. And that's how he will feed the sheep. That's how he will feed the followers of Christ, by his example of his dying, of his being crucified. And yet, in a way, this is a culmination, isn't it, of the whole of Peter's life with Jesus on earth. Peter had to learn from the beginning that following Christ meant dying with Christ. Now, we may not be placed on an upside-down cross or any other kind of cross. It is that spiritual daily dying, dying to ourself, dying to our own uh, desires, our own self-serving, our own self-importance, and opening our whole being to God and saying, God, please come. Please fill me in my weaknesses. Please give me your strength in my feebleness that I may truly walk in a stronger and deeper and more light-filled way than I ever could on my own. That is not an insult. It's not a degrading of us. It is drawing us closer in love to Almighty God. For Jesus and all his signs and wonders, all his miracles, all his preaching and teaching, he goes to the cross for us. He didn't have to do that. But he hands his own spirit over to the Father. And in so doing, he hands us over to the Father as well. And tells us that the Father of Jesus is our Father as well. And this particular passage ends in a very powerful way. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Peter, follow me. Follow me. The very same words that Jesus first directed to Peter when he called him years before. Follow me, Peter, and I will make you fishes of men. Predicting Peter's crucifixion. He ends by saying, follow me. The whole of the Christian life, in our call and in our daily life, is following Jesus in his crucifixion, so that in daily dying to ourselves, we will also rise with Christ. God bless you.